0: Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience, your one-stop shop for all things Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. Hosted by the sod Father himself, Johnny Baseball, and fellow Berm Bum, Brandon Schultz. It's time to unhitch the wagon and embrace the chaos. It's the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. Here we go. Brandon, you watch a lot of the uh National Title series?
1: Yeah, seasons all wrapped up, man. That's the uh close the books on the twenty twenty three season.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. It's uh it seems like it was just yesterday that we were uh putting out our first episode of this.
1: It does. You know what's gonna be really strange is when one of my teams don't make it to Omaha and, you know <laughs>
0: twenty
1: twenty thirty five or some year around there. Um, because the seasons have just felt felt long. I mean, it, and that, not in a bad way. It's just the season has felt long. Like it's actually, I mean, you, it's February to June instead of, you know, February to uh, what was that? the end of May, if you don't make it. So it's been nice.
0: No. It, and I mean, it's weird because like, I feel like the season has flown by. I, I, you know, I do this every year where I say, you know, it's uh, February, it's going to be June before we know it, you know, and that that's what happened to me. I mean, and I don't want to call it like a long season is, Oh man, that was arduous to watch or whatever. But I mean, I think we had a pretty solid season for what it's worth.
1: I think it was just the, uh, the ups and downs were so, so high and so low. Like it, it made it, it just made the season feel, I don't know. I, I thought last year felt shorter to me than this year in, in some respects, but, uh, I think that's, that was kind of the fun of this season was like, you kept feeling, I mean, probably up up until halfway through the at halfway point of the year, there was some serious conversations between you and I like, oh, man, uh, uh, you know, if we don't get some things right, you know, postseason is, a, is an afterthought. But it, all of a sudden, you know, it was just like one weekend, you felt like, man, I don't know if this team is going to make it. And then the next weekend, it was like, yeah, I, I don't see any way that we don't make it. And so that was a really interesting dynamic throughout the year.
0: No, your your numbers addition to the end of the season was uh, very dramatic, to say the least. Because, I mean, you called it. You, you said, like, I I've run the numbers. And there's no way we don't make it. And lo and behold, what, well, we were the third team out?
1: Yeah, I think so. Or the, the second to last team in, I think. Yeah, second
0: to last team in.
1: Yep, I think uh, Louisiana slipped in. Uh, after us but yeah so it it was and that was a lot of fun too I I felt like um, having some skin in the game in the conference tournaments that conference tournament weekend was probably one of the most fun um, non-OU or ORU college baseball watching experiences I had like I had two or three games going at a time looking at scores it that was a super fun weekend
0: Well, that's why I was laughing at you, because you said, if one of my teams doesn't make it. Yeah. Like, that must be nice, Brandon. You and your Oral Roberts hedge.
1: Yeah, the hedge. That's (laughs) great. Uh, That's
0: hilarious, man. But
1: no, all in all, I mean, um, you know, I think just actually taking a few seconds to reflect on the year, starting up the podcast... Uh, has been a blast. Um,
0: oh, absolute blast. Yeah. I've loved every minute of this. You know, all the guests that we've had throughout the year. Uh, you know, we, we had Russell Rayleigh join us. Uh, you know, all the, we've had uh, many guests that we just missed out on this year. We tried to get, uh, you know, Reggie Reggie and I had been talking in DMs uh, about getting him on here. And, I, I mean, the season just happened. So I, there was no way I was going to bother him or, or poke at him to get him on the show. But we just could never get our uh, our time straight for him. But I have a feeling that before next season, we will have at least him or Skip on this podcast before it's all said and done.
1: That would be phenomenal. Be really, really good. So, no, that's, that's great. Well, um I mean, other you know, I know we had the uh, Savannah Bananas coach on that we were trying to get on, but that that didn't quite pan out. But then randomly, we get a big leaguer, Ramon Laureano, yeah. on here. So I mean, that was it. All, it all works out.
0: I, you know, I know that you and I didn't like participate super su- super heavily in that uh, Ramon Ramon episode, but that was really fun. I enjoyed listening to him talk and tell his stories. In just, I mean. I hate to call it raw, but I mean it was pretty raw. Yeah, and we got a, a good taste of what it's like, you know, for him in the the big leagues. And I really appreciate that from from Alex. And you know, to mention that, uh, I think some of you may have noticed that we don't have Alex with us right now. Uh, we have uh, had a mutual parting of ways, not because of anything bad or any kind of uh, controversy or bad bad blood between us. It's just a uh, a time restriction issue. He's got you know children. I have children. We all, you know, we have all got commitments in life. And so he's uh, decided to step away and we've, Brandon and I both have said that this is, you know, it's not goodbye. and see you later because he will be definitely welcome back here anytime. And we plan on having him whenever he wants to be. It's just, like I said, life happens.
1: Yeah, no, I think he's, I mean, he, he's a certainly a busy guy. I know his, his work keeps him busy, but I think he's starting another uh business venture as well on top of having multiple kids i mean i i can't imagine I, I know that's something i said to him like you know i i have a pretty strenuous work schedule but i don't have two kids like i can't even i can't even imagine oh, yeah. adding that into the picture uh, i can't imagine
0: with your schedule adding children into that man <laughs> they'd probably be living with me <laughs> yeah I, yeah so
1: but no and, and another thing that we've always talked about is you know what we'll, what we'll, what this is and what we're you know hoping to build and, and part of what we're doing is of course for the, the players that are currently playing, but it's also for the alumni. So you know what we're doing is for Alex and um, and any other alumni. So having him want to participate in it for whatever amount of time he could give was uh, really great. and uh, you know I, I think it's just you know, like I said, it's it's partially for him as well and so um, hopefully helping him, uh, you know, get to talk to, you know, some of his now guys that are coming up behind him. And I know he had a lot of great insight and, and discussions with uh, the current players. Uh, I think that's what it's all about is, is building that link to uh, former and current.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I fully intend on uh, working with Alex's, you know, our alumni segue or alumni liaison, if that's what you want to call it, because he's a, a perfect connection to those guys. Everybody seems to love him. We love him. And so, you know, it's a – I will definitely be tapping that resource whenever I can because he's a he's a good one to talk to on that stuff. No, I, I... Especially from that era of players because, I mean, I, I know that that's, a, you know, Pete Hughes era, era guy. But, I mean, Alex is great. Alex had a very nice career at OU. Really enjoyed watching him play while he was here. I mean, if you Google his name, you're going to see a ton of action photos, of Alex. He played a, a hell of a, a game for OU. And, uh, you know, to have him as, as our co-host was, you know, completely an honor.
1: Absolutely. Uh, like you said, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back at some point. But oh, yeah. I want to get into, you know, uh, I, man, I mean, when did we do our last one? Our last podcast was before the regional, um, which feels like that was about, two years ago oh i know uh, but it was maybe three weeks
0: we have hit on with us
1: gosh i don't even
0: was it jamie or was it a uh, carmichael
1: i'm trying to look back no oh, no we did have b b car we had Braden.
0: Is he the last one
1: he was yeah okay well i it, it was because we got to talk to him about his uh his uh cg
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh yes no South we Clinton did State. Man, I don't even know my own show. What the hell's wrong with me?
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, of, of course, a, a ton has happened since then, and it's not just what's happened on the field. It's, um, you know, the the transfers in, the transfers out, some some coaching shifts. Uh, so let's let's get into that. What I mean, you know, if you want to go back go ahead and start
0: read, with missing out on Toley. <laughs> no, we're gonna save that. for later. Let's, let's start with the regional first. All right, we can start with the region. Yeah,
1: no, I mean the the regional. I think it was a bit of a microcosm of the season. I mean, you look at game one, um, and it's it's one of those games that kind of you know got away from us. Uh, and you know we we had some I feel like some opportunities early on to keep it close, and then it just you know just kind of got away from us. Um, had some some miscues in the in the field, some of them not even errors, but. And, and I've always said this about about Oklahoma and when, when I'm watching OU baseball, and I feel like it's the same for a lot of teams. I don't think I'm saying anything crazy. But I can almost guarantee you that if, if OU is making stellar defensive plays, not just generic run-of-the-mill plays, but stellar defensive plays, I can almost guarantee you they're going to win the game. I just think we play so well um, off of our defense, and we kind of always have, and so, um, yeah, you, you get in some games where um, it seems like the defense is, you know, not quite there or, um, you know, we're, we're leaving some pitches um, and, it, and it just get got away from you a little bit. And East Carolina was a really good team.
0: It was a very good team.
1: 46 wins on the year is uh, unbelievably good. So, yeah, we, we kind of took our lumps there, but again, microcosm of the season, that didn't it, like we could have been real easy to, you know, kind of get beat up a little bit in game one and just pack it up for the weekend. Oh
0: yeah. Um, I totally agree
1: And we didn't do that. We actually no. showed out really well against a, a beatable army team. Um, but in, in reality, you know, I don't want to gloss over that, uh, that army game too much, but uh, I mean, 10 to one is a, you know, it's a pretty decisive victory. I mean, they only had four hits in the game and, you know, you got to credit, really, Braxton. I mean, the, I don't know if you remember this. I didn't remember this, but he pitched a complete game. He did. He pitched he did. a nine inning complete game. Um, and after, you know, his ups and downs throughout the season, getting an, another opportunity to, to get on the mound and uh, go out with a, I mean, that's that's going out with a bang. I think he was actually pretty emotional after afterwards. I remember listening to, to Toby's interview uh, with him at the end and just knowing that that was kind of the potentially the the end for him, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, you know, going out with a complete game is pretty epic, and then you know, just to cap off the regional, actually a, a really good showing against East Carolina. I know we came up short, five to eight, but uh, I feel like it was it was pretty close most of the game. There was a, a lot of opportunities for us to come back. We kept chipping away um we just never were able to quite break through and have one of those big innings um and and that ended up being the end of it but yeah i mean all in all and i think we were talking about this at the beginning of the year we did what we really needed to do yeah that was was make the tournament again
0: and i know that everybody's goal is the national championship but start with making the tournament you know make it a nice run during your conference tournament win the conference tournament do whatever you need to do during the regular season but it is all about getting hot at the right time, and you can't do that if you don't make the postseason. And so when you start with your goals as, you know, not being so lofty as a national championship, because everybody has that on, on their you know goals board, but making a regional and then doing as much damage as you can, you know, as you can while you can. And that's exactly what they did. You know, they got up against a buzzsaw with uh, ECU. That is a, like we said, that is a hell of a ball club. Excellent pitching, uh, strong offensive lineup with excellent hitters throughout it. And, you know, for us to come back during that, uh, you know, second round with EC, ECU to play as well as we did, and I, I still think that... You know, we that was as competitive as we played all year. And I know we lost, but we were in that game till the very end. And so I, you know, I really never gave up hope during that game at all. But uh, no, it's, was it a disappointing end of the season? Yes. But am I happy with the season? Yes, I am. I think that we did exactly what we needed to do. And that was make the postseason. Now we've got to start focusing on what we need to do during the off season to get back there and go further.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, at the beginning of the year we were asked, I don't remember if it was on our own podcast or if we were on.
0: It was on the main, main line. line. Yeah. It was on the main line. What,
1: uh, what we would consider success this season. And I said, make a regional final, which we were one game away from. So yeah. um, in all reality, if you, if you, I guess it's technically kind of two since we're in the losers bracket, but even still, I mean, you're right there. Uh, you're one of yep. the last three teams in the regional. You didn't. You didn't go two and Q like. Uh, um, oh, I don't know <clears> the cow- <throat> the Cowboys. Did they Oklahoma go
0: State. They went Did they go two and two Bar- their, re-
1: their own regional.
0: Their own regional. At oh that. man! Like yes. how like as much as I would hate hate them, like how sad does it have to be to watch the other teams? play out the regional in your own ballpark
1: <laughs> yeah I, and i think it's just hosting multiple years in a row and not being able to get out of it is its is has got to be a little frustrating i mean i'm sure if you were having the argument with an, an oklahoma state fan they would say well at least we got to host which i'm, I'm not gonna lie that is that is pretty awesome i would love to host a regional as well oh but yeah yes you know but still not making it out of there i know there's a, a lot of fans i'm Friends with a lot of OSU fans and a couple like really like season ticket older, yeah, OSU baseball fans, and you know, that's yeah, it's they're frustrated.
0: I can, I can totally imagine, man, but you know, it, I mean, I'm not really breaking any news here, but as far as I know, uh, Ventura is out up there, he's not going to be back next year, and then, uh, was it Walton, their pitching coach? Mm-hmm. He was on the way out the door, but I guess they've decided to retain him. So, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be some disappointed poke fans come the, the next couple of weeks when they find out that they are not making any changes at, at pitching coach. Oh, and they hate Rob
1: Walton. <laughs> oh, I
0: absolutely despise the man. I mean, that's like Pete, Pete, Pete Hughes-level hatred. <laughs> uh, but they're keeping him. And, uh, you know, they lost their recruiting coordinator. So now, I mean, it's just Josh and uh, and Walton. Yeah. Walton and Holiday. That's the only two up there. So, yeah, Crazy. I mean, it's got to be fun Fun trying to recruit like that.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of people to – a lot of guys to keep in contact with. Well, on that note then, I suppose, uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, our recruitment efforts here in the last, last few weeks have been, you know, pretty solid. I think there's some guys that – I mean, you already mentioned Tully. Um, <laughs> that just broke today.
0: That broke um, today, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, still, I mean, still some really good guys out of the portal so far. And, you know, that is not going to be the end of it. Um, so we've got a lot left to shake out. But let's, let's kind of start working through it. Maybe, what do you want to do? you want to start with the guys that we potentially are, are losing? Or you want to start with the guys that we got?
0: Uh, I mean, we could do like a mix of, of all that. Because, I mean, it's... a uh some of that's a mixed bag like i know that we're all convinced that dakota harris is is gone but i mean do do we think there's any hope there that he stays
1: you know uh so i'm probably not as good at projecting drafts as i am projecting uh tournament appearances uh based off of last year's track record i really didn't think a couple of guys were gonna go that like definitely did um but as of right now, uh, and th- again, this is no slander towards Dakota. I mean, he is he is a phenomenal shortstop. We've, oh, we have,
0: incredible shortstop.
1: We've had Z- Zaragoza, uh, Peyton Graham, and, you know, you look at... Sheldon what, Noisy. Sheldon Noisy. I mean, he was right up there with, with any of them, uh, defensively and, and offensively. I think offensively, he was actually a bit of a surprise this year, Um that he was able to produce at the level he was able to produce. Uh, I know he hit, he hit well too, but his glove really led the way. I I felt like his bat was at times even better than his glove.
0: I will totally agree that I think his bat was better than his glove. Uh, You know, I don't, I mean, he had an excellent season. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't exactly gold glove, you know, when uh, you know Golden Spikes level good, but it was a heck of a year and a heck of a, a time. You know they're at shortstop, and as you said, we've had a wealth of riches over there, and it's it's only going to get better. Now, if we if we don't if we're in agreement that Dakota is probably gone, which I kind of lean towards, he's probably going towards the draft.
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just yeah, the reason why I said no. No slander against him whatsoever is he's not in the top 500 of Baseball America's right. draft project, like, you know, top 500 prospect list for the draft.
0: And um, shortstop's a very difficult position to uh, break in. I mean, he's probably going to project as maybe a third baseman at, at the next level. I don't, I mean, he might even move to the outfield. I feel so, like with
1: his size, that's, that's fair. He's yeah. a bigger kid than you think. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I If I had, if I had to guess, I'd guess it would take a, a pretty high draft pick and a decent amount of money because the other thing you got to remember is he did lose a month of his season. So he, oh, lost, yeah. he lost a month of stats. Yeah. Um, and then honestly coming back after that, I, I felt like it, it maybe took him just a little bit to get locked in again. So, you know, he, he really lost a month and a half of being zoned in. Um, right. And so, you know, if you add a month and a half worth of stats onto the end of his season this year, He's right up there with the best of them in the uh, in in the draft, really. Yeah. Honestly,
0: no, I, I I agree. That's why I tend to believe that he's probably gonna have a favorable favorable draft. Well, and we should probably know, uh, you know, beforehand what what they think his uh, projectability will be, you know, his draftability or signability. And so, I mean, or it may just come down to those you know weeks after the draft that they have to make their decision. So, I don't know that is definitely one to watch uh, another one is uh, mac i think max probably another draft uh, issue i mean mm-hmm. that's and that's probably i think he's possibly you know going to have the ability to stay
1: yeah i don't know i think his first half of the year was so incredible um, yeah. i mean he really did for the most part, carry the team in the first half of the year. He did. W- with a little bit of help from from some other contributors. But, I mean, he really was the guy the first half of the year. But I don't think the whole body of work of the year was not um, – I don't know if it was enough to get him up into the, the levels that he would want to, right. to go for. So,
0: Because, I mean, see. so if we're saying like we're at like an 11 or 12, I mean, and that, who's to say that's where he's at? But, I mean, if we break into the top 20 rounds, because, I mean, that's what the draft is this year. I mean, it's another 20-rounder. But if you break in those 20 rounds, do you think that another year is going to get you into the into the 10 or, or just with a better signing bonus?
1: Well, see, that's the difference between him and Harris to me. Like, I think McKenzie would go – I think he yeah. would go mid-12, 13. I don't think yeah. Dakota Harris would take 12, 13th round. I, to, I, I think he's he's got the,
0: the potential. And you're probably right. I mean, it, crazier things have happened. So, you are, you're probably right there. Uh, another is KP. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a situation where you know we got to go, you know, but he does have another year, and another year, uh, you know, fully healthy might make the make the kid a little bit of money.
1: I think this is one where if if, if your name gets called wherever it is for for KP, you you, you probably got to go. Gotta go. I it's, think just the injury bugs hit him too much yeah. in the last couple of years. Um yeah.
0: Believe me, I don't want any of these guys to go. I mean, if I if I had it my way, there'd be no pro baseball. They just play for <laughs> OU the rest of their lives. <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree. Uh, if he gets his name called, I think that we should probably should probably go. As much as I hate to say it, because I loved having him at OU and you know. Just because these guys go pro doesn't mean they're not Sooners anymore. That's why we do this, is because we want to reach out to the alumni and hopefully, this uh, you know project we're working will will do that. So, uh, who else we got as possible draft uh, draft issues?
1: Uh, Bryce Bryce Madrin. Bryce
0: Madrin. yes, sir. What's uh, what are your thoughts on him?
1: You know, he's I don't know. I, he's probably the one I have the least opinion on, just because I don't he had a really good second half of the year and it's easier to remember second halves of the year than it is first halves of the year. And oh, yeah. he, he was on fire at the end of the year. Um,
0: and I, okay. So you say that, right. We're like, well, we had a, you know, I want to call it lackluster start to the season. First half. I mean, cause it wasn't great, but if you add in the fact that the man walked more than just about anybody yeah. in the country during that, during that, that uh, stretch, that's not even remotely a bad stretch. <laughs> Cause I mean, find
1: a strike to hit.
0: No, not at all. No one was throwing to him. No one wants to throw a guy who hits 20 home runs, you know, be part of that, that group. So they're not going to pitch to him. And he, we were told that he is, was one of the hardest outs to get him and Orduno were one of the, the guys that everybody on the team hated to face because they are absolutely just a pest in the box. And I feel like that is something that at the next level, they, uh, value quite highly
1: yeah
0: so that's that is one that is so hard to to judge because you know we don't want nobody wants to say to say this but he is undersized that's i mean that's just a fact and it's not his fault but he plays a game that is you know a foot taller than he actually is so i mean he could go he could stay i i mean that's like i said that's super hard to judge
1: if you if you asked me to put money down on the table right now what would I what would I bet on I'd I'd bet Dick, like the the top two that I would say are probably going is is Kp and Harris yeah and then I think McKenzie and Madron are coming back
0: I mean that would that would be phenomenal I would definitely love that that would so. be uh that would be a great uh group of guys to have you know be leaders in the clubhouse next year as well
1: other, other guys just, I mean, quickly on the draw, I don't want to spend too much time. Yeah, on no, draft cause we go got, ahead. We got incoming guys, but oh, yeah. um, you know, one that I threw on the list of just like, ah, eh, let's in, interesting, you know, pretty good lefty with good stuff. Carter Campbell, who knows?
0: Yeah, uh, no, that's one.
1: He, I don't think he's going, but uh, you know, you, I've seen guys, you know, get, get their name called in late rounds with, with his kind of stuff. And yeah, um, you know, so that's that's an interesting one to watch.
0: Um, well, you know, signability is a big thing. Yeah, and if he if he is signable, I mean, we've seen some guys go that we thought we were going to have back in previous years. And, I mean, it happens. It, those the advisors do their job well, and they get you in front of the right person, and they like the video, and they like what their scouts had to say about you. I mean, you may have no choice.
1: Brett Squires. Yeah, Brett group, Squires, man.
0: That's that is a perfect example. I mean, he and he's having a, a time right now. He's doing doing well from what I understand. Or oh, was doing was, well.
1: That was a dagger at the end of last year. You thought you yeah. were done with the draft. You were like, okay, well we we got gutted with the draft, but at least we have what's what we have left. And it's like ah nope, Brett's gone.
0: <laughs> well it would have been fun to have him for sure. Yeah. We would have added some depth in at the D, at D H. Uh, mm-hmm. definitely would have had another option out in the outfielder at first base. So, but I, I mean, I really, like I said, we wish him well, but that is definitely a good example of that.
1: Other two guys. I mean, you know, you, on the, you never know what's going to happen. I think the, the most obvious one is, is Braden Carmichael. I'd love to see Braden get his name called. I mean, that dude deserves yeah. it after yeah. the year he had, we, we've talked about this. I mean, he, he could have been the big 12 pitcher of the year.
0: He could. He definitely could have been. I think that, you know, had he got a little bit more uh, deeper resume, he definitely could have been pitcher of the year. And, I mean, in this conference, which is a pretty pitcher-heavy, you know, laden conference, that is a hell of a deal.
1: So I I wouldn't be shocked to see his name. And then, you know, Braxton, you you never know what's going to happen. So uh, those are the guys to really watch out for on draft days. I guess it's not day, but, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It always
0: and is just note, uh, Carmichael and uh, doubt that don't have eligibility, anyways. Yeah, there you go. I, I know we're trying to, I guess, uh, there was talk that they were trying to find some way to get a uh, Carmichael a year of like medical re- relief, but I don't think they're pursuing that.
1: So, those are the guys that you, I think, you got to watch out for that could be gone. Uh, Diego's out of eligibility,
0: Diego's uh, out of eligibility as well. Yeah,
1: Miller and Bales, do you want to speak on them at all?
0: Oh, yeah, no, I mean, in. I think everybody knew pretty early on. I know that there was questions about them and you and I had talked about it several times throughout the year that they, you know, had been uh, pretty much shelved Uh, Bales came here and I mean, pretty much immediately had to have surgery. And then I was, you know, huge loss losing bales, but also a huge loss losing Griffin Miller. I mean, those are two arms that might have been the difference between, you know, what happened in our regional and what could have happened in our, because that's that's depth. That is quality depth. If both of those are able to go, you know, even at you know 90 percent, but to lose them, that was massive. And so, yeah, those uh, we won't. I mean, obviously, they're not not going to be back next year either.
1: Yeah. So those are kind of the guys that are out. I mean, um, I, I guess we, let's just stay on the the out train and uh, and and go to uh, the transfer, well, transfer the portal guys. The portal guys.
0: So the biggest name on that list, oh, Wallace Clark. <sighs>
1: yeah, there's. I mean, there's two from, well, two two contributors from the the Omaha run with. Oh yeah, Orduno and, yep. and Clark. Yep. Um, so those are those are two that you kind of look at. And just man, that's 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 a tough one to lose because because what they you know they gave, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, um, I I don't know if Orduno's gone gone or. If he's just getting his feelers out, he's and he's he, had a tough road to get, he has, out, get playing time.
0: He has, and and he's an excellent ball player. And you know, I don't know if maybe this is like a maybe a, a room move, you know, where we need room and there just isn't enough innings for him next year. But we also got to take into account that the kid is a pre med student yeah. and plans on being a doctor. So I would assume that that probably has. Something to do with it. He might be going to a different school so he can go to go to a better, you know, a medical school. So mm-hmm. that, that that might have a, a hand in it as well. But Wallace Clark, that one was quite perplexing. I, uh, I mean, not that I like don't understand it because I mean, I I kind of get it, and I'm not going to put any fingers on any numbers or anything like that. But now that you you know, take a breath and you look at it, you kind of understand it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with the way that the portal is working right now, I mean, I think that we're a better team with Waltz Clark. So yeah. maybe there's a chance he comes back out of it. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I still believe that we are a, a better team with Waltz Clark. Yeah, now, no, do you I think that he is possibly headed towards the uh land of Oral Roberts?
1: You know, I don't know. I, I need to I should probably get my feelers. I don't I think it'd be I mean it'd be a great landing spot for him. It's the hometown. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I would, I would love, certainly love to see it, but you know, I don't know, I don't know. It, I think it because he's a he's a pretty scholastic guy as well, right? He I mean, is heard that from a yeah. lot of lot of players that he is uh, he's hitting the books almost all the time. So yeah. I don't know, maybe he's he's trying to go to a school with um with some pretty heavy academics. Yeah, you know, not, not to say OU's a bad academic school, but you know,
0: I mean, advice. I did I did get a degree from there, Brandon.
1: <laughs> that's that's correct
0: <laughs> that's saying something about that
1: <laughs> so but so we'll we'll see um but yeah uh other guys that have definitely left uh that means is as in so far they have signed uh julian hotchum uh north dakota state i'll get to see uh see him next year when uh or you plays them yeah so that'll be where, where is
0: Hashim from
1: I, I don't know it doesn't i if i had to guess he's if you go to North Dakota, you're probably from the north somewhere. Just, to, just a guess.
0: That's why I was trying to figure out. He's from Illinois.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know that's that's up there. That's you know what the winner's probably going to be like at that point. I don't. I wouldn't know what the winner would be like up there. I'd have no clue. I wouldn't want to know. Don't really care to ever be in it.
0: I gotta know like what the connection was there because I mean that does seem like an odd landing spot. Does it not?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree. Like, I don't know. I
0: also feel like there's much better out there for him.
1: Yeah, it's not even a lateral move. It's, it's really a downward no. move.
0: And I um, hate that for him. I'm not bad him at all. I just feel like, like you said, that's a step, step down, not step up or step yeah. even lateral.
1: They're hurting too. I mean, they, they, they did not do well in the Summit League tournament at all. They got trounced by South Dakota State multiple times and. There's the program had kind of hit a high a couple of years ago and I feel like it's you know, kind of on the schneid, but
0: you know, go there and be a dude, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no doubt.
0: I'll tell you, there's one on this list that I, I you know, I don't use the word disappointment, but like I felt like his career could have taken off and I don't know how, you know, where the, where it went wrong, but Colton sun I
1: dude, I was just going to, I mean, not the, the fact that he's signed at San Diego and is gone gone with yeah. the reason I was going to bring him up next, but I totally agree. He had some outings this year where I thought he looked great. Yeah. Real good. And then he had some bad ones. But, I mean, yeah, I I agree. I wish we could have seen more out of Sunloft.
0: And I I, I feel like maybe he got injured at some point during the year. And that's why we didn't see him later on. Because I don't believe he pitched poorly when he was out. So, but, but the fact that he's transferring tells me a lot. So, I don't. I mean, I don't know about you know what the the argument was, but it does tell me that you know there was something wrong there because I felt like he pitched pretty well. Yeah, but God,
1: tran- transfer portal is such an odd thing, man. It feels, you know who? It go ahead, sorry. Odd. It feels odd talking about it. It Feels like uh, uh, someone who left the friend group that we kind of talk about, but we don't we don't know who really is favorable to them in, in the friend group or who didn't like them in the friend group, and so you don't really. You don't really quite say, it's, it's a
0: weird deal. Well, even if Wallace goes to ORU, then he stays in the friend group. That's so, fair. Because our friend group goes two teams deep now, Brandon. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Come on we're, all, we're all honorary Eagles this year. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, so, to your point, though, um, uh, Simlock did well in his appearance against Ryder. Um, he did well in his appearance against UNLV um and then he had a couple of bad outings against Stanford which pff, i mean yeah that that kind of checks out and then he um he walked two struck out two against Oklahoma state so i mean really his only bad outings were against Stanford which was a national seed i yeah. mean yeah i don't know
0: i mean oh, yeah. everybody pitched bad against Stanford that weekend i mean yeah. i the two games that we won, because there was one pitched really, really well. But for the most part, we got shelled the entire weekend Yeah, for four straight days. So, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to, to be too broken up about that weekend. So that is that is the one that perplexes me, other than Wallace Clark, the most. Because I've, I thought that he was having a pretty decent run here at OU. And, I mean, good luck out in San Diego. But you know who he's out there with, right? See, that's what I was gonna bring up as
1: well. I was actually gonna ask you that if uh old Mac's still out there.
0: You think there was some tampering there by Little Mac? He, or Big Mac. Maybe he was like, Come on out to San Diego, it's beautiful, we'll have some drinks, we'll play some baseball. I've It'll be a, great.
1: Kids got a kid's got a house here on the beach.
0: Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like,
1: see, that's what you gotta find out. Were they roommates last year? Oh. That could get in some some interesting uh no accusations being thrown to the to the big another act. Reggie
0: Bush situation. No oh,
1: man, interesting, interesting. Uh, <laughs> San Diego better watch out; they're going to get uh, uh, audited man. by the NCAA. Some violations coming their
0: way. Man, we're going to get a rival San Diego podcast on our ass after this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you talk bad about our recruits? Oh man, we are not cheating.
1: Uh, Adam Walker, I think, is the last one that I yeah. feel like's a, a decent name. That I, I thought he had some good innings um, at times, uh, and, and would have loved to see him, uh, you know, improve or, or develop. And um, I just kind of after uh, you know after Stanford, man, Stanford broke some guys. Man, Stanford yeah. broke some guys.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: <laughs> he didn't start out here. He didn't get another appearance after Stanford. So no.
0: Uh, Old Nick, that's another one. I mean, anytime you got a guy who's 6'10 leaving your program, I feel kind of weird about that because I feel like, I mean, if he wasn't working out, he wasn't working out. But I mean, that I feel like you got a lot to work with there. So it's also just like I said, things change, you know, any given moment in college baseball. They, I mean, if you guys knew about the, the, Guys that were here in the fall, because I mean, like, we've had we've whole freshman classes not whole classes, but good chunks of freshman classes that were here in the fall but are at other schools were at other schools during this last spring season. Like, uh, Noah King, like, he was on our fall roster and played a full season with OCU.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, the kid from Edmond, yeah. So, I mean, it stuff can change it can turn on a dime for these guys and it's just the the way the game is these days i mean with the transfer portal and how things work with that i mean it's uh it's it's gotten a a lot more cutthroat that is for sure you know like we stopped oh go ahead
1: yeah i gotta i've got to touch on two more man i yeah I, I didn't mean to cut you off but we're gonna take away too long on oh things. i know yeah but i man we've forgotten about two first of all before i get into the negatives i want to i want to look at a positive and i, I really want to highlight aaron calhoun man I oh yeah, am, dude, staying around the program. Yeah, um, he he goes and plays in in summer ball, and uh, he's really look I mean, he really does look like he's he's really pushing to improve, and he seems yeah. to be committed to the program. So
0: is he hats off. out in California?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. He was at the Cape last year, wasn't he?
0: Yes, he was.
1: I thought he crushed it at the Cape last year too. He had so. a
0: great season at the Cape last year.
1: So. That's the positive. Yes. And here's here's the big two negatives that we haven't yeah. thought about and somehow didn't make it on our list: Tavion Vons and
0: Caden Powell. You're exactly right. I forgot about that. I don't. Why are they not on our list? That well. Th- oh, because they're back. not on the yeah. D1, I, they're D1 not on the transfer tracker. tracker. Yeah. <sighs> no. I'm
1: bummed about Tavion Vons.
0: Now and I'm sorry, I'm not talking bad about anybody, and and this is just honest opinion. Why are they not on the D one transfer? I don't know. There's gotta be a reason. Is it because they're not going to another Division I school?
1: No, because I mean there's guys that I've seen guys transfer out and go to an NAIA school, oddly.
0: And it's been on the transfer tracker?
1: Yeah. But maybe because they both went JUCO. Yeah.
0: I don't and know. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mason Lowe is yeah, uh, didn't go to uh, another Division One school, and he's on on that list.
1: Yeah,
0: so that's weird to me. That's just a weird, weird thought. So I because I didn't are- know if maybe there was some underlying issues there that you know prevented them from staying on the roster. It was all. Oh,
1: they're they're so, big, I mean, they're big name transfers. But yeah, those are no- huge,
0: huge name transfers
1: for us. Vaughn was certainly a, a tough one to go. I mean, he was a, a big kid. I told you when we went and saw the game at OSU, I was like, man, I didn't realize he was that big of a kid. I mean, he's 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 a big he's a big kid.
0: Him a, and Powell. Yeah. And and I we said this earlier in the season. You know, anytime anybody uses the terms the most, uh, you know, raw power we've ever ever had come through the program. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a loss. Uh, we we're gonna have to really find something to replace that kind of kind of talent and power so
1: that's the i think the frustrating thing maybe more so about palace he's an oklahoma kid Yeah, and i mean you just got to wonder it was it a playing time issue i mean but what do you do because rocco was so good all year i mean where was he gonna find time it's it's a tough one
0: right no i i agree both of those are are very tough
1: okay Done, done with the negatives. We can move on.
0: So, what do we do? Our uh, our portal in now? I
1: think it's, yeah, let's do portal yeah.
0: in. Yeah. So, um, uh, two of these guys we're going to visit with here in a little bit. Yeah. So, might as well start off with Jace Miner from Wichita State. Oh, he got it. He's
1: the, bi- he's the biggest name.
0: That's that As as of right now, he is the, the biggest name we've had on the block. Uh, and I'm glad we're getting some of these Wichita State cats because, you know, uh, was it Austin Henry's? The other one that we're getting from there. Mm-hmm. And those are two quality pickups. I mean, I feel like that's a, a ton of innings right there for both of them. Uh, potential starter starting, you know, gig for Jay, for Jace. Uh, also might, you know, be really good out of the pen for us. So, I mean, that's a, that's a nice piece. That is definitely a nice nice pickup.
1: Let me ask you this. Uh, without, I mean, we don't want to slander. This is not to dog on anyone else. But would you say that Jace Minor is the top D1 transfer from the transfer portal that we've gotten in in, in in the two years that we've had it.
0: I mean, as far as D one goes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say I would so.
1: His numbers last year were stupid.
0: Yeah. So but we've, we've also, we have done well pulling from the Juco ranks.
1: Yeah. So, I'd sw- so let, I, I think, I think we probably should spend more time on the Juco ranks. Cause we're actually going to talk to two of the bigger names. Yeah. A little bit later on. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I you're going to have to educate me a little bit on the Juco. I don't know very much about that. Uh, Grant Sevens is another one from Pacific. Yeah. Um, I found that one to be interesting. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't super hyped about that until I dove into his stats, which, yeah, of course I did. Why not? Right. Uh, <laughs> he, he actually crushed it the last, you know, uh, the last like seven or eight starts that he had, he, he found something. Um, and, and so I, I think that's a, a really probably why he's coming. No, is because I, I, he crushed it at the end of the year.
0: No. And he's gung ho to be here too. And those are the kinds of cats we like to, to get the ones who, I mean, not that there's guys in our club that don't want to be here. I'm just saying that there are some guys that are you know more rah rah than anybody, than everybody else. And this yeah. is definitely a team oriented kid uh, he is, is very excited to be a sooner and I'm I'm frankly I'm excited to have him like he's like I said you know didn't have a great you know regular season but he's been doing very well this summer
1: uh, other guy I mean really interesting one here is Jason Bowman from LSU yeah, from LSU. It's, I think it's one of those if uh like like we were saying for Dakota Harris if he's if he was good enough to be at LSU he's good enough to be a sooner.
0: I know there's some uh, injury issues there, so that's something to to take note of. Uh, I hope we don't have another, you know, uh, bail situation on our hands with him. And that's that's just being cautionary, you know. I mean, I'm not not being a being crappy to the kid, but you know, I hope that he is healthy and, and can pitch for us by the time he's you know we need to get going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's enough. We'll we'll be talking to uh, Jace and, and Brennan here soon.
0: What um, we do? Hold on, we do have the oh, twins. Oh
1: no. yeah, but are got... those those are JUCO transfers, right? Not D one.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry, you're you're yeah. correct. My bad. close the button,
1: and we, we must mention again, we did miss out on Toley. Um, yeah, big bummer there. We we we've got to find ways to get better at bringing guys, Oklahoma guys, to Oklahoma schools.
0: Well, and we all know what the the closing factor is and the closing difference is, and it's three letters, you know. And if we could get that figured out for OU baseball, that would uh, definitely help in the long run as far as getting those uh, those big names on the roster and the, in camp at campus.
1: Absolutely. All right, take it away on Juco, Johnny.
0: So I, I honestly, I believe that our you know crown jewels of that uh, that. Uh, Group is probably the twins, Kyson and uh, Malachi Witherspoon, two twins out of, uh, I think it's Northwest Florida State University. I know it's a directional school, but those kids tore it up out there. And I mean, not that it's like anything special to get twins, but anytime you can get basically two for one special, you know, for (laughs) quality pitching, we're going to take it. And I mean, I I think Malachi probably had the... In not as, as good a season as uh, Kyson did, but I think that Malachi is probably the one who leads towards more being a starter. And uh, uh, Kyson's probably more of your bullpen type kid. Uh, another huge name out of that group is the the uh, Rybok kid yes. who plays with uh, Dylan Crooks at, at uh, Paris Community College. Both of those guys are huge. And because we got the Barrett Rybach, we're getting his little brother a year from then so we're going to have we're basically going to have the school of nepotism before long so we might as well just change our name to you know big brothers and little brothers of college baseball
1: love it no Rybuck's a name that i've seen pop up a lot on highlights and um, spotlights of of juco guys so i'm excited to have him and of course crooks man um legacy kids are I mean become like you were saying becoming a part of the program that's really good to see.
0: Now I got a question on on Dylan mm-hmm. So he's got right-handed pitcher slash utility next to his name. you think we'll get to see him swing the bat a little bit I, or I, possibly I play a position?
1: I don't know I, I I don't know probably not if I had to guess he's an athletic looking guy though I mean, oh we've got heavens. Some time with him. Like he looks like, yeah. I mean, he's an athletic looking looking kid. He he looks like he could go out there and do whatever he needed to do on the baseball field, pitch it, yeah. swing it, whatever, whatever you needed. So, I don't know if I if I had to guess, I'd say no. Um, but I wonder if uh, I wonder if he wears batting gloves.
0: It's not in the uh, crook's DNA to wear batting gloves, man. No,
1: not at all. Uh, I, I guess the only other name to me um, is is Houston Russell.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's another one out of Seminole. Mm-hmm. Uh, catcher and I I we I've actually been talking to him over the past, you know, years since he's been committed and that's another one of those kids that's absolutely excited to to be part of the program and I uh, I mean I I may ask him to probably be on our next uh podcast cuz he's been chomping at the bit to be with us and I think it's probably a good idea to get that kid on so yeah. we'll probably be inviting him on very soon.
1: Very good. I love it.
0: But a lot of these JUCO kids put up some very good numbers. Uh, the, the Witherspoon brothers—that was a very good pickup as far as JUCO goes. I think that's uh, on probably on the level of a, you know our Dakota Harris pickup as far as pitching goes. So that was that's a that's a very very good pickup. Right, we've I, done well in the the JUCO portal.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I would agree, and I, I think that's one thing you want to look at. Um, you know, success doesn't always transfer, but I think it's one thing to, it's, it's interesting because you have guys that maybe have, you know, not had the best years at D1 schools and guys right. that have done really well at JUCO, which I mean, we've talked about this before. JUCO is not necessarily bad baseball by any means, but it's, it's probably not, you know, big 12, you know, top three, third best league in, in D1. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting to get, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, who who does well. Um well, and yeah.
0: was uh David Sandlin's teammate, is he from uh where Salin went to, to junior college?
1: Are you talking about the Eckerson? one who pitched for
0: LSU? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He went to school with, with Sanlin Yeah. Yeah. Where did they go? NEO? No, they went to uh, Eastern. Eastern, that's what it yeah. was, yeah. So like we said, those lower ranks of, you know, you want to call them lower ranks, they are chock full of dudes. So, I mean, do not overlook our portal gets and our high school gets, because some of those kids and especially some of our high school kids, we are set up for a couple years with some of these high school kids, if we can keep them from jumping in the portal. And one of them that you don't are not going to have to worry about is Jackson Willets And, you know, we talk about Dakota Harris going to, uh, you know, being drafted, but if that is probably your shortstop next year. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, stud. He's a very good athlete. Uh, you know, Walk is another kid who's probably going to come in and immediately start for us. And these are uh, high school kids right now. You know, they're still playing their summer travel teams as we speak.
1: Uh, of course, you know, another one to mention is Canon Kemp.
0: Yep. That is another one. And all these guys that we're mentioning right now are uh, possible draft issues. Now, now, I don't know if they're going to go or not. My evaluation of high school kids is way off from JUCO, and my JUCO evaluation sucks. So, Or as far as college goes, so not just JUCO, but my evaluation of guys jumping to the draft is dog water. So, I mean, I'm sorry that I'm giving an expert opinion, but it is also very difficult for any of us to project where these guys might go. Well, we so, don't
1: have as much data as football does. Oh no, 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 it's not no, no, as no. Well covered.
0: No, yeah. you're exactly right. But Cannon Kemp, that is definitely one to uh, to look at, and Walk is also the other one to really look at. Is possibly losing them to the to the draft, and there is the possibility that Jackson Willets, you know, given the right amount of money in the right spot uh, and right team, as well. I mean, because I feel like there's probably two teams that, if they were to be able to draft him at a at a spot that's you know works with signability, that he could probably go.
1: Would that be uh, his his father's former former teams?
0: The Yankees and the Angels. Uh huh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to not be a Yankee,
1: right? Yeah.
0: But it also might be there again in three years.
1: Bet on yourself, man. Exactly. So yeah, it'll it'll be uh it'll be real interesting to see. I mean, that's part of the the fun of the draft um is, is seeing where these guys go, um, yeah. if if they go at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's we've got a lot of talent coming in. Um, I feel like it, it's it's one of, again. We want all of these guys to go be successful. Oh exactly. To to go get paid. We we all want to see it. However, should Dakota Harris and Kendall Pettis and Madrid and AMAC be back on campus next year because their names aren't in the portal. That's another interesting thing. Right. I I think last year it was pretty interesting to me how many guys put their name in the portal before the draft just to kind of have it out there.
0: Well, leverage move.
1: Exactly. None of these guys have done that. Yeah. So far.
0: Yeah. No, and, you know, this is like uh, Brock Rodden up at Wichita State. Like he's, he's in the portal, but he's not going anywhere. That's a leverage. move, mm-hmm. And that's, and what, that's what you're talking about right now. And none of our guys are doing that. And so that's, that is something to think about that. If they're not doing that, then there is probably heavy consideration to come back for another year and make a run at this. Cause you get all those dudes back. That takes a lot of relief off the recruiting trail. You don't have to land as many of the guys as that we're going after. And it makes the tolly loss, uh, hell of a lot easier to take oh yeah because we can probably you know i still think we have some options out there as far as you know big time because i mean i mean jace Miner's quality arm that's a that's a good arm that's you know uh that malachi uh witherspoon that's another quality arm i mean that might be two of your two of you know two, three two of three of your weekend starters next year yeah so You know, we've got a lot of stuff going in our favor. And if those guys were to return, uh, I mean, we're probably maybe well inside the top 25, maybe just lurking outside the top 10 as far as the preseason ranking. Mm -hmm. There's no way that we're not preseason ranked if those guys, if those guys come back.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And if they aren't, then it's another travesty that we'll have to campaign about for the whole year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Getting it ready to go. The tweets are loaded up and ready.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, we do need to start, you know, winding down on this recruiting. I, I apologize. But one of the funny things about going through this list of the the portal guys out is how many unused gifts that I have for these people. Because like Von Valkenberg, <laughs> I have a iceberg GIF that I had never got to use for him. Oh my! God. The only time I ever get to use it was when he signed.
1: Ugh, it's a it's a crying shame, is what it
0: is. Oh, it is, it is. Uh, that's really the only one. I mean, Wallace Clark got a ton of of airtime as far as gifts for him because his was too easy. It was all uh, Christmas vacation and oh yeah, Clark Griswold. And I'm sad that Sparky never caught on as a nickname for him. No, <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah. And who knows? He, I mean, I, like you said, he's not uh, he
0: hasn't signed yeah. anywhere yet, so yeah. Let see. who knows? Well, and you know, we've talked about all these transfers, and I think it's probably time that we uh, get to know some of these cats, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, we have uh, Jace Miner with us, so Jace Miner, how we doing, buddy?
2: Uh, we're doing good. How about yourself?
0: Doing fantastic. So glad to have you.
2: I appreciate you guys having me on here today.
0: Yeah, man. No, we're incredibly glad to have you. It's nice to uh, finally get to meet some of our newer Sooners and uh, glad to uh, introduce you. I know you've been on some other podcasts for for Oklahoma baseball, but we're glad to have you on ours. But be glad to introduce you to our uh, our fan base as well.
2: So absolutely. And uh, so far, you know, going through kind of everything, uh, you know, choosing Oklahoma, I will say um, the Sooner Sooner Nation is quite welcoming.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. When do you uh, when do you report?
2: I'm going up there July ninth. I'm going to start a summer class up there. Um, start working with the strength conditioning coach. You know, kind of start getting ahead on that and uh, you know getting to work up there.
0: Nice. So no summer ball.
2: Uh no. So I'm actually taking summer ball to develop um, some more mechanical stuff, um, and then work on putting on some weight. I'm weighing in around like one eighty eight right now, and I want to get to two hundred by the time I step on a OU's field.
0: Yeah, man. You get to that nutrition nutrition coach. She'll uh, she'll get you. Fat in no time, man. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, she. I, I talked to her on the visit, and uh, I was super excited about that. And not only that, um, at Wichita State we didn't have an uh, an athletic cafeteria, so when I heard, you know, oh, you had an athletic cafeteria, it just sounded you know even even more like man, the resources that are uh, at OU is just unbelievable.
0: Uh, what's what's the transition been like so far? Uh, you know, meetings with Skip, meeting with Gaines. What's 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 that been like?
2: You know, it's been it's been super, um, super easy. Um, I will say that coaching staff, you know, has been nothing but amazing and uh, making sure this transition has been easy, um, making sure I do the right steps on, you know, getting the transcripts over, making sure I know where I'm going to live. Um, you know, they've been nothing but awesome um, and super welcoming, like I said, as well as the fan base. Um, you know, so I will say the transition, you know, at first kind of entering the portal, that's always the, you walk in with a plan and then that plan's kind of, out the window as soon as it starts. But, um, you know, after, you know, making the decision of uh, coming to the university of Oklahoma, it was, you know, they've, they've made this transition um, super easy.
1: Yeah. Can, can you tell us Jason, a little bit about that, uh, about how, how things went? I mean, Wichita state had a pretty solid year, um, kind of a comeback year, a lot of coaching turnover. I'm sure it made a lot of sense. I think a lot of guys and your teammates kind of went into the portal. What, what was that experience like? And, Um, you know, was it one that you'd ever thought you would use or, um, you know, can you, can you take us through like what it actually takes to get your name in the Porter? Is it really just as simple as announcing it or how does that work?
2: You know, um, I don't think any kid, in my opinion, walks into a, uh, you know, a four year school expecting to leave, uh, earlier than he wanted to. Um, you know, I don't really think a kid's looking to leave two years, three years into the school, you know, um, unless it's, you know, to the draft, um, you know, it was, it was one of those things, you know, like you said, we had a lot of coaching turnover um, and it was just to the point where it looked like it was time for a new chapter um, to kind of get things going. And, you know, the, the portal was, it was super easy. You know, I, I kind of, I, I had to talk to uh, someone, I think it was um, someone in our athletic department to like say, I want to enter the portal. They sent me everything I needed to do. That way it was um, my name would be put in that portal. You know, the next part was just announcing it. Um, it wasn't super hard at all. Um, you know, I'd say the hardest part was once that, that day where it opened, um, that's where everything kind of started hitting the fan and it was, uh, you know, you gotta be organized or else it can, uh, it can get ahead of you real quick.
1: Yeah. I can, I can only imagine the amount of, uh, in, inquiries and, and people you had reaching out to you, um, after your last year. So I just kind of want to touch on that just a little bit. So, um, you know last year was a, a really great year for, and i say last year it's you know still kind of this year no, um so. but but a really solid year for you definitely seems like you had you found something um can you tell us a little bit about what you've what you kind of found that that helps you uh, have such a dominant year last year last season
2: so my freshman year i had a little bit of a, of a you know i had a developing year as like as i like to say you know i didn't have the best year the best stats um, you know, growing up, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in uh, Pennsylvania uh, in a town that was population of three thousand people. So, um, you know, it was one of those things where I, I was a big fish in a small pond. Um, just knew how to throw, didn't know how to pitch, and it kind of led into my freshman year. So, the biggest goal for my sophomore year was, you know, okay, I got to learn how to pitch, not learn how to just you know throw a baseball. You know, there's there's differences and there's different levels to, you know, the sport. Um, you know, the biggest thing was the mental side, um, making sure, you know, mentally, how prepared was I for every outing and, you know, coming out of the bullpen, you know, it was it was different because, you know, you didn't know if you were going in until about 15, 30 minutes before you were in. Um, and I wasn't used to that. You know, I was a starter my entire life. Um, so kind of getting used to that part of, you know, making sure, okay, I got to mentally prep for every game um, as well as doing, you know, the work um and that's one thing i did my sophomore years i was you know more invested into the mental side of the game and making sure um there was more process uh with that as well
0: what was the uh what was the first thing that like drew you to ou
2: first thing i say that drew me to ou was um i would say the coaching staff you know that that you um the coaching staff here including you know with skip um gains you know all of them it's it's a hard coaching staff to say no to with the amount of development and the amount of, um, success they've had. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those things too, you know, where I, you know, I took my visit and, um, you kind of can't create that feeling of when you know something's home. Um, and that's what it felt like when I walked into that visit, um, and kind of getting to see the atmosphere and everything. Um, you know, so that drew me in even more. Um, like I said, you know, the coaching staff was the biggest part, but it was also, um, just the feeling of when, you know, when you walk into a place and it, it just instantly felt like, okay, this is this is where I, I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, with with you know my next year, next two years.
0: Yeah, man, you'll be uh, working a lot with Skip. Is there anything you're looking forward to, or anything that you know uh, you know stands out about Skip that you know drew you to you, or drew you to want to work with him?
2: You know, the biggest thing, and uh, you know, we talked about this also on the visit was, you know, he worked with Kershaw since he was uh, in high school. Um, so, you know, he has that specialty with those lefties and, uh, you know, I'm super excited about that, but, you know, if there's a certain part I'm, I'm I'm excited about learning about, there's not, you know, there's not really that certain part for me. It's the, it's just the learning everything, you know, um, the one thing about baseball is, you know, there anything in life, any, you know, you're never going to be perfect. Um, but the best thing is, is, you know, putting around someone that has the experience like Skip does, um, with pitchers and just constantly learning and making sure those ears are open, you know, for, the wisdom that you know skip has um throughout the game of baseball
0: is there any uh player that you compare your game to or can compare your game to
2: um so i'm i'm not one to really compare my game to um anyone you know the way i've always looked is i want to be the best version of myself um you know with that being said you know i don't look at other pitchers wanting to be other pitchers you know i want like like i said you know i want to be the best best version of me that i can possibly be um so if i you know, comparing-wise, I've never really done that, unfortunately. But, you know, that's that's the way I've always looked at it.
0: I think you passed the test with that answer, Jace. That's, <laughs> a, that's a fantastic answer. I
2: appreciate it. That's, you know, it's just uh, it's an outlook that's kind of grown up with me, um, you know, through my family.
0: Love that mentality, man.
2: I, I would love to. So I kind of have
1: two questions, less about baseball, more maybe a little more on the the personal side of things. First of all, uh, so you know, taking a summer class. What's your uh, what's your major? What do you what are you studying?
2: So I, at Wichita State, I was studying uh, sports management with a minor in psychology. Um, I think the the degree playing at Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma was uh, sports business. Um, that kind of it was the closest thing to sports management, so I'll be doing that and then keeping my minor in psychology. Um, so kind of just staying down the, you know, the mental side of, of, uh, of sports, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing that I want to do as well as, um, you know, going into the coaching side, um, or even going to the scouting side, you know, to me, it's, uh, it's hard to say no to a position where you get to travel around and watch, you know, or coach the game that you love. So that was the biggest thing for me that, you know, when I come into college and pick my, uh, major
0: lot of uh great baseball careers players and coaches have started to know you man absolutely it's great to hear
2: the the
1: second question i have for you is uh, you got to tell me about keith mma fighter
2: yes sir that so, is
1: that is interesting
2: yeah so uh actually you know, a little background of him was uh he was the first one-handed fighter to go pro in the world um you know so one, one of the biggest things that you know i'll um, to this day, you know, he's he's the the biggest inspiration in my life. Um, you know, he's been nothing but helpful for me. Um, learning, you know, just mentally, um, the game of baseball. You know, I'm learning mentally how to get through things that are tough. Um, you know, because he's he's done it his entire life. Um, especially going into the to MMA. You know, as already with one hand. You know, that, that it didn't define him. Um, so that was the biggest thing. You know, is is he was yeah. He, Five May. Um I got to see him fight one time. You know, it's um scared me for sure. You know, it was one of those things where it's it's not it's hard to watch in person when uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, your dad's kinda in that ring, but at the same time it was amazing to watch. Um so you know, that's that's one thing I'll say about him is he's a big inspiration for me as well as my mother. Um my mom's a model and a personal trainer as well. So she helps me out with the nutrition side with the you know, the strength conditioning side as well. Um, so you know, I I grew up blessed, you know, um, kind of with my parents.
0: Yeah, don't bring them out on the berms. There's nothing healthy going on out there.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds so, good. All pizza, that. beer, and home runs.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds like uh, – doesn't sound like my mom's type of place, unfortunately.
0: Brandon, you want to get into some of our uh, Twitter questions? Or you Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. No, uh, so, you know, we uh, we sent out a tweet. You might you have seen it uh, where we ask, some of the, uh, the Twitter baseball, OU baseball, uh, homers, you know, ask some questions that, uh, that you would like answers to. Uh, I would say we started this year, middle of the year as we've had guests on and the questions have only gotten more interesting. Uh, so so I'm, I'm excited about them. I don't know if you've snuck a peek at at some, so, uh, do rag Rocco. We'll start with the first one, uh, kind of a, a little, uh, just silly one here. Who would win in a fight, a bear or a gorilla?
2: You know, I, I kind of read this one earlier, and um, it's been like I read it around 9 or 10. Uh, I think it was 10 or 11. I don't even know. It was sometimes earlier today, but um, it's been running through my head for a while, and I've been trying to play out every scenario with it. And I'm going to have to go with the bear. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I wish I could know uh, which type of bear. If it was a grizzly bear, I'm taking a grizzly bear all day. Um, you know, I feel like it was like a black bear and a gorilla Then maybe, maybe it's a little more equal, but yeah, I've been kind of thinking about this one. This one got me thinking a little bit. Is this open for
0: debate? I think I'm, so. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I want to hear it.
0: Well, no, like, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with the bear argument. I mean, they are very strong. They have sharp teeth, but then again, so does a gorilla. I mean, a, a, I think a gorilla is more agile as well. I feel like he would just uh, get back, you know, get top control on the, uh, on the bear and never let up especially with like those downward pounds, like on its back. I don't know.
2: I know. I see. I I was thinking about that as well. Kind of that side of it. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's one of those questions that it kind of just stumps you for a while. Um, You you can think of so many scenarios, but it's kind of those things where you can't really can't really decide until you see it.
0: It's also Um, a disturbing question. I have to question some of our listeners sometimes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it, I will say In my opinion, that was one of the best questions I, I, I saw on that tweet it was like, man, uh, this one's got me This one's definitely got me thinking
0: Durag is one of our uh, our, our best listeners We love him to death He's also a burn bum So uh, he, it comes from a good place <laughs>
2: Absolutely, absolutely
1: Alright, really good start here Let's go to more baseball related uh, Collins Denton here Would Would you rather get a start In the Men's College World Series Or guaranteed getting drafted in the tenth round of the MLB
2: draft. See, this is another good question. Um, You know, this one kind of rips me a little bit apart. Kind of, you know, one side of me says the College World Series just because no money can describe those kind of memories um, that you get to have for the rest of your life. You know, one side of me says you know that the the draft is something that could change your life, Um, and it's another step closer to a goal um, that I've had since I was a kid. You know, so for me, it's it's kind of one of those questions where I, I could go both ways on it, um, just because you know, like I said, there's there's memories in the college world series. You know, watching this college world series happen right now, you're looking at you know just just the atmosphere of it, and obviously you can't really get that from the TV, but just knowing that those expectations of that atmosphere is higher than what you can even think. Um, that you know, you just know those memories are for for life, um, and to me, money can't replace memories. Um, but at the same time, you know, like like I said, you know, when you have a childhood dream of always playing, or you know, uh, trying to get up to uh, to play in the show, you know, it it definitely it definitely plays a factor as well.
1: Would it, would it be safe to say that if you're pitching in the men's college world series, there's a great chance that you're going to get drafted?
2: See, I would starting in the college world series. You see, that's that's a good way to look at it as well. Um, I could definitely see that as well. So if you put it that way, then absolutely, I'll take the college world series all day.
0: Well, I think the question is somewhat flawed because I mean, just because you're guaranteed getting drafted in the tenth round doesn't mean that you weren't guaranteed to make a uh, the, the college world series. So I would say let's go ahead with the draft, and if I'm good enough to get drafted, I'm probably taking my team to the uh, to the college world series. But then go. again, the only draft I've been a part of was uh, fantasy football. So <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: those those are fun drafts as well, though.
0: Uh, we got we probably have have some coming up in a in a few months, so <laughs> have to get ready.
2: Yeah, I gotta already. start. I gotta start downloading my uh, my cheat sheets to start looking at where everyone's at because I, I start forgetting where everyone's at team wise after these trades and everything. How many leagues do you play in? So I play in one. I play in a family um, one. Actually, the first year we did it, I was a junior in high school, and uh, I was with my mom, my dad, me, and then a couple of our family friends, and. Uh, we uh we did the draft and we all started kind of laughing at my mom a little bit like oh why did you draft this person draft this person and the I can't remember what year it was but she drafted Marshawn Lynch earlier than anyone would have right and it ended up carrying her to win the whole thing and uh, she ended up getting the last laugh but that's the only league I play in is uh is our family league but my mom has the most most championships out of everyone which is probably the most surprising thing I, I'd have to say about that that league.
0: See, those are fun leagues to play in. There's at least six six teams in that league, though, right?
2: Uh, we we usually do about eight eight teams in it.
0: Yeah, I think our family one is six, and so everybody has just absolutely monster teams.
2: Everyone has studs, yeah, absolute
0: monsters. But there's it, what's crazy is there'll be weeks where nobody scores jack crap, and one one team will score like you know 145 points.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: So it's it's fun to play in those leagues. We actually got a trophy this last year. My wife is gonna <laughs> put her artistic touch on it this uh, over the next month or so.
2: That's awesome. That yeah, is man. awesome.
1: Speaking of what what a great segue, Johnny. So we got from Ryan, which is uh, Johnny's wife. Uh, oh, what yeah. is your what is your favorite baseball memory so far?
2: Favorite baseball memory so far. You know, I don't know if I could pick a memory, but kind of just like the the family that you kind of create throughout a team. Um, of, you know, like 36, 40 guys, you know, the, the, I'd say one of my favorite memories um, for me not on a mound, because I, I I'd have to take the two away, is one on a mound and one off, um, is we played KU last year at Wichita State, went to extras. I think it was like to the 13th or 14th inning, um, and we walked it off with a, with a homer um, by one of our seniors. And that was the first time i have been a part of a walk-off. Um, and it was, it was amazing just to kind of get the goosebumps and the feeling of it. Um, because it was also a night game, so I think we're. I think it was like eleven o'clock by the time we finished it. Um, I'd say off the mound that one. You know, on the mound, I memory wise, you know, unfortunately, it kind of comes against OU. Um, it was my first collegiate win, was against you guys. Um, so it was one of those those fiery up moments. Um, you know, kind of getting that first milestone of getting that first collegiate dub. Um so unfortunately that is against OU, but I will say it is a memory of a lifetime just cause it was you know it was one of my it was my first ever. So
0: let's wel- welcome Britain Brent or Brendan Grit and, Gert and to the show. Uh we're gonna go ahead and kick Jace off now. That we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
1: know, I know. Uh, no, that's 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 funny. I mean, hey, is you know, you're gonna you're gonna win a bunch of them for us too, so you know, we'll we'll take one one lost to you and then we'll just that'll just be worth like, you know,
2: 10 wins. Absolutely. Well, we're we're, we're going to do that route now. Well, before we move on to
0: Troj's, cause we would be remiss if we did not ask his questions. Trudge is one of our fellow burn bums. He's a excellent question, uh, asker. And so we've got to get to him, but just to address something real quick, and I'm probably going to have to do this with Gerton as well. Let me just go ahead and apologize <laughs> for anything <laughs> that, uh, my fan group, myself, or anybody in the OU fan base may have said bad about you or your uh, Wichita State Shocker team in advance. So, like I said, I apologize.
2: Hey, no hard feelings. I mean, we, we all know it's a competitive competitive world out there. You, know, you say we have to, so no hard feelings, though.
0: Well, some of our fans take it a little too far. So <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs>
2: that's, just, that's just more fuel for me.
0: There you that's go. Awesome, all right, Brian, right. ask Troj's question.
1: There we go. How many MLB stadiums have you visited, and which was your favorite?
2: So I think I visited around – I'm trying to think here. When I was first born, um, I think I was one, two years old. My parents actually took me to the White Sox when they won the World Series. Um, but I've been there a couple That's... times now. Um, I've been to the new and the old Texas Rangers Stadium, the Pirates Stadium, um, and the Phillies. And I would have to say my favorite stadium of all time is that Pirates Stadium. It's just the 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 PNC. backdrop of yeah. PNC, the backdrop of you know the city behind the field. You know, just just that atmosphere of how it looks is just absolutely amazing. Like it's hard to beat. Um, you know, but even with the other fields I've been to, you know, they're they're beautiful too. I mean, any stadium that can you know fit that many people inside of it, and you just get to kind of stand on it and see or you know watch a game in, they're all beautiful. But you know, for me, it's the Pirate Stadium is just—it's—it's it's unbelievable.
1: They never got you all out to Kauffman.
2: To where? To
1: Kauffman in Kansas City.
2: No, never went. Wow. I've never, I've never been to the the Royals. Oh, huh, interesting. It's—it's it's actually surprisingly nice. I, I've heard. I've had. I have a couple friends that went up there this year and watched the game, but um, yeah, I never got to go up there and watch one. Wow.
1: Someday, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, my group
0: of fans, and I'm assuming Brandon and his wife will probably make the trek down to Arlington this year for the or next year for the uh, who, who is it that sponsors it? The Children's Hospital, Brandon Shriner. Shriners, yeah, Shriner the Shriner Classic. Classic to start the season. That's where you guys start your season next year, is in Arlington. And uh, so we'll be down there for that. And that will be the first time that a man whose name is Johnny Baseball will have ever set foot in a pro baseball stadium. Really? I've, I've never been to a pro game in my life. I've seen the Texas Rangers play, uh, like the 89ers and the Red Hawks back in the day. <laughs> but I've been so locked into to you guys that I just have never really even expanded beyond that.
2: That's crazy. I, didn't, I, I figured you've probably seen more stadiums than me because I haven't seen too many MLB stadiums. Wow.
0: There is a chance we're going to Colorado at the end of next month. There is a chance that I might go uh, see the Rockies on the way home.
2: That's a good field, the first field to see as well. Absolutely! Wow! Yeah, no, I'm excited. It? This is yeah. groundbreaking.
0: <laughs> it's it's oh, yeah.
1: nice. It's a nice field. The Ranger Stadium is really nice. Really, oh, really beautiful. nice.
0: Oh, it's fun, and we had a blast last year in Frisco, so it should be fun. I know it'll be February, but it should be a a fun time again this year. So, oh,
1: it's closed. They'll they'll close it up. We won't even feel. We oh, yeah. won't even feel it.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the new stadium. Yes, sir. Well, there you go. Jace, All right, Jace, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, welcome to the Sooner Nation, buddy. And uh, like I said, thank you again.
2: Hey, thank you guys for having me. This was a this is probably one of the more fun podcasts I've been on. Kind of some of the questions, you know, and the answers. So, um, like I said, you know, I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, looking forward to seeing more of you guys.
0: Yeah, man. And uh, we'll be sure to get you a t shirt. Oh, hold on, I can't let you go yet. I'm sorry.
2: I know. I and, was...
0: Yeah. Brandon, you fall down on your job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. We have actually, uh, I need to introduce you to our fan group. We are called the Berm Bums. Uh, I don't know for how much longer if the upgrades end up taking away our berms. But uh, we are sit out on the right field berm. And yeah. we are loud, we are proud, and on conference Saturdays, uh, we have a former OU player named Russ Ortiz who buys us a thousand dollars worth of pizza to hand out to everybody on the berm. Wow, and it's that's awesome! Always a you know well lubed and well uh, uh, attended event, you know. And so, one of our things we ask all of our uh, our first time uh, podcasters is, "What is your favorite pizza topping?"
2: Favorite pizza topping. Oof.
0: And why is it not pineapple and in
2: ham? I've never I see I will I will never diss someone that likes pineapple on pizza just because I'm I'm too scared to even try it or even you know waste <laughs> my money on buying pineapple on pizza. <laughs> just, so um, you know the one thing I I feel like I'm a multiple like I'm a combo guy. I don't I don't like just one like I I like a meat lovers pizza with you know some pepperoni sausage, put some bacon on there. Um, you know, it's kinda of, kinda of put everything on it for me.
0: Half a cow, half a pig, and it's it's
2: good to go. Oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. You can't go wrong with
0: it. Well, that's a good answer, man. We'll be sure to get you a burn bum t shirt next year. Our shirts always seem to find a way find their way into the locker room. But uh like I said, man, glad to have you and, and glad to have you on the team, buddy. Thanks,
1: right, Jace. Thank you really appreciate your time. Absolutely.
0: Man, that uh, I really enjoyed having Jace. That's a that sounds like a hell of a kid that we're getting there
1: great head on his shoulders uh sounds like a really good work ethic too so that's that's oh yeah
0: no some of his answers to our questions uh, that i really enjoyed having him on but uh you know moving moving ahead another uh great addition to our uh you know 2023 roster is uh brennan gerton from texas tech and we've got him here with us so uh brennan how we doing man
3: good good just hanging out in shattuck america
0: (laughs) that's out there buddy yeah, that is definitely out there. How are things out in Shattuck, USA?
3: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Not a whole lot to do around here, but yeah, it's all, it's all right.
0: Man, I have coached some American Legion teams that I've taken out that direction. We used to play Woodward quite a bit, the Woodward Travelers, right? And then uh, we play Elk City quite a bit, and then we played in a uh, tournament there in Shattuck. That is a pretty neat field with that. They still have the big grandstand and all that.
3: Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Yes, sir.
0: That's a neat park. I, uh, yeah, we actually got we won our first game, and then we started our second game on Saturday, and uh, it started one of the most hellacious downpour, deluge, downpours I've ever seen. But they put us all up in the stands, and we basically watched the storm roll in from the uh, from the west and overtake the stadium. And it, it, there was thunder and lightning. It was one of the most uh, surreal moments I've had on a, ba- in a at a baseball park. Very cool really? place. Very cool yeah. place. Sorry for getting weird on you though. <laughs> no,
3: you're good. You're good. Well,
0: what's the what's the transition been like, man?
3: Oh, it's not been too bad. Uh just got in the portal. Uh, just uh, w- had some teams contact me, and you know I'm where I want to be. I want to be a sooner, so that's that's where I'm at.
0: Well, we're glad to have you come back home, man. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is there anything that uh you know just absolutely stood out about OU? What was the first thing that like drew you to to OU?
3: Uh well I've heard a lot of really good things about OU their staff and Skip is I've just heard a lot of good things about him and I'm a pitcher and he's a pitching guy so Oh yeah. I've I've heard a lot of positive things. And another thing is is my great grandpa play, played with uh, Dale Mitchell at uh, OU. Oh wow. Yeah. There's actually a picture we we have it whenever he played uh, with Dale Mitchell. Yeah.
1: That's amazing, man. Yeah. That is really cool. Oh, yeah, very cool connection. So they got some history there. Did you? Uh, did you grow up a Sooner fan?
3: Yeah, I grew up an OU fan. Like we'd be at Tech football games, and Tech would play OU, and like I can't believe it, but they actually beat them this year, which wasn't such a bad deal. But I, I was always rooting for OU and in uh, in football.
1: That's awesome, man! Dual sport athlete. So you uh, won state in football. Did I read that in your bio?
3: Yeah, I won. I won three state championships at Shattuck. Uh, we three peated my sophomore, junior, and senior year, uh, but a lot of people are going to make fun of this. It was an eight man football because you know we got eight man football in Oklahoma. And I'm I just have to ask if it was yeah. eight man. Yeah, yeah, we got a pretty cool his or historic uh, run in football. Um, a lot when I was down in Texas, everyone's like, "You guys play six man?" I was like, "No, we played eight man." They didn't. They didn't know what we were talking about, or I was talking about. They're just like, "Yeah, six man's just like backyard football." It looks like well, eight man's Eight man's pretty real. I mean, it's just shorter on the side, and you don't have two tackles. You don't one less receiver usually. Is that
0: pretty pass heavy or run heavy?
3: It depends the team. Like, there's teams that literally, if they're big, they'll just run it every single time, and then, and then there's some teams that are just like smaller, and they'll throw it the whole time. Like my uh, my sophomore and junior year, we we ran it pretty heavy because we were a bigger team, and then my senior year, we kind of we were a smaller, slimmer team and we we passed it quite a bit.
0: Would you run like a veer or something? Huh? Would you run like a split veer?
3: Yeah, yeah, split yeah. Yes, sir.
0: I figured I mean that's old school football, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, are you playing summer ball at all or are you resting?
3: Um Yeah, I think I'm just gonna take uh the summer off probably, probably throw bullpens here and there. I just got back from Arizona, I was at that uh draft combine, so
0: How'd that go for you?
3: It was pretty good. Just, they had to throw a pen, and do all sorts of medical stuff on us. And that was about it. But it was a, it was a cool deal.
0: Wait, can you give us a, like take us through that process? That's like really neat to, to guys like us to know what that that's like.
3: So it was really cool. Cause they literally paid for everything. Like we, there was not no, none out of pocket expense expense. Uh, so I got there, I stayed at my sister's house in Edmond. Uh, and then, Monday or Tuesday morning got to the airport around seven flew to Arizona um, got there about nine because the time change or whatever um, and got there didn't do anything the first day then the next day I actually threw a pin and we got to or I got to throw on the uh, the big league mound at the what's the stadium called I can't remember
0: I was just the Diamondbacks play
3: yeah the Diamondbacks play where they play what's it called
0: I don't know man I'm sorry yeah,
3: well, anyways, I got to throw on that mound, and, uh, and the next day, they MR- gave me MRIs and x-rayed me from head to toe, just to check your medicals and stuff, and uh, the next day, I did, like, a strength and conditioning thing, which is where they timed, like, what, what would it be, 60 uh, salt, and they I did jump stuff, where they see how much power I put into the ground, uh, and then I did all sorts of, like, weird stretches that I've never done before, so I don't know how good I was at that, but... Then Saturday was kind of Saturday was kind of like a vision day, and then Sunday is the day I left, and yeah, it's kind of kind of what happened.
0: That's pretty neat, man. So they run you through the ringer out there. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. Well, I got a little birdie that uh, told me that you were a roommate with a uh, current Sooner and former Texas Tech
3: player. Yeah, me and Jamie. Yeah, we we, we were freshman roommates.
0: So you know him as Jamie. Yeah, our our announcers have called him anything from Jamie to James to uh, you know probably Jimothy or something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm he's had call- several different names.
3: Yeah, I've always called him Jamie, and there's a lot of guys on the that play for OU now that I know. Like up or up Carson Atwood played at Silo, which I never played against him, but we we knew of each other because travel ball and stuff like that. But Silo's, I mean, a little bit bigger than Shattuck and uh, Bryce Madrin. Uh, me and him played twelve, thirteen, fourteen U ball together. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I hey, know man. a few guys.
0: We kind of like Bryce and uh, yeah, and Atwood a little bit. Yep, yes, they're sir. okay. They're okay, I guess.
1: <laughs> Pretty good dudes. That's got to be kind of nice to go go to a different squad where you where you played with some guys, and you you know you're not having to. You at least have some guys that you can automatically interact with and kind of get comfortable.
3: Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's definitely
0: a benefit. Is there anything in Norman you're looking forward to? I know we have so many fun things to offer.
3: I think I would definitely be going to some of the football games. Just because I, I, we went quite a bit when I was younger, and I haven't been back in a, probably four or five, six years. I hadn't been to a game, so that would be cool to go to another game. I think,
0: we'll, I think we'll
1: make some appearances at some football games, potentially at least the tailgates.
0: Yeah, you know, we're we're definitely thinking about possibly uh, organizing a, a tailgate for. I don't know if it's gonna be for you guys, but it'll definitely be baseball oriented. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome.
0: That would be awesome, Brandon. You want to get into some of our Twitter questions? Are you got yeah. anything for him?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I don't I don't know if you saw any any of this, or if, or if you're on Twitter very actively or not. But uh, uh, we started this kind of earlier in the year, and uh, it gives some of our. Uh, some of our guys that really, guys and gals, really pay attention to the OU baseball. We've got a, a pretty good base OU baseball following that's really starting on Twitter. So uh, we we put it out there. I think yours was a little bit later in the day, so we didn't have quite as many responses. But we'll, we'll go with the first one here, Captain Burnbum. Best place to eat in Shattuck? Where is the best place to eat?
3: There's a cafe and there's a place called Gusto. So there's not many many places to choose from. I'd probably say the the Gusto's place is probably the best uh which yeah of the three options that was that was definitely probably the better of the three.
0: I think when we played there we uh drove to Woodward needed to Montana Mike's.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there as far as options to eat, there is not very much.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: how about this one? Who who is your most hated player while at Texas Tech OU player while at Texas Tech?
3: I wouldn't say I had a a hate, most hated player. I just remember it wasn't fun facing that Trayvon Michael or Trevin Michael because he would let you know whenever he did good against you. So I I do do remember that.
1: I was going to – I needed to reframe the question. Who was your most hated OU player while at Texas Tech, and why was it Trevin Michael? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, that guy was really
3: good – the last year that he was there, and he 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 uh he did really good in the College World Series, Super Regional, and Regional. I mean, he was he was really good.
0: Oh, he's a peppery fellow, that's for sure. Yeah, Maybe you can yeah. Uh, take up the slappy banner for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're if you if he's gonna do that on the mound, he's got to be able to back it up, and he's been able to back it up. It looks like so. Oh hell yes,
1: yeah. All right, moving on, Brandon. Yeah, moving on. All right, we've got one from Durag Rocco. He is one of our. Uh, one of our uh, burn bums. And I think Johnny will explain Johnny. You, you want to just take a moment and explain uh, a little bit about berm? as we keep using the phrase. I think she's probably
2: him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Brennan, we are known. We are called the burn bums. We make our home out in the right field burn behind right field, the right field wall. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Bryce Madron has gotten to know us quite well over the last year. <laughs> so has every other right fielder in the big 12 and whoever's faced us in El but we, uh, we are y'all's biggest fans. We started this podcast. We have a big pizza party on conference Saturdays for you guys. I mean, it's for us, but it's also to draw in the fans. But it's a, a great time. And when all these questions are over, I'm going to ask you the biggest question of all. So you now know what a berm bum is. We Like I said, we live out there in the on the berms. It might be free, but I have four OU season tickets that I'll renew here in the next month or so. Uh, some of our other burn bums have season tickets and we just give them away to people so that they can sit inside. Cause we like to sit out there and, and have fun. Right. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, man, that's what a burn bum is. Yeah. Take that's- it away, Brandon.
1: So yeah. So one of, one of these great fellas, uh, do rag Rocco here. What's, what's your reason for coming to Oklahoma? I'd assume being an Oklahoma native has something to do with it. And also what's the go-to workout slash walkout song? And I think you kind of answered the first part, so let's let's go with the workout slash walkout song. Workout.
3: Um, I think anything Nirvana or Metallica is good for a workout or walkout. Like, I don't have a set in stone song, but I got like two artists in mind, like Nirvana or Metallica, and maybe you could throw, uh, maybe you could throw, or uh, what's what's her name, uh, Motley Crue in there. There you go. Yeah, a little, little kickstart my heart. Yeah, that was my freshman walkout. Yeah. There you go. Didn't, yeah. Doesn't
0: Bryce Mandryn have a Motley Crue song? Yes, I he does. You're right,
3: I think you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. You we know, can't go wrong with Metallica, man. Yeah, you just can't have inner Same, man, because we've retired that because of David. Yep, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, I would say. I, I mean, Nirvana, working out wise, like anything, them like fires me up.
0: That's a quality choice. Yeah definitely quality choice. All right, let's go with the next one from
1: Evan. Uh, You know, what is it going to take for you to be a great baseball player this season? What do you need to do to, um, you know, what, and what do you typically do to hone your skills? Do you have any routines? Do you have any warm-up routines that you have to go through in order to to feel like you're going to be effective?
3: I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, getting loose and all that, you know, uh, I do think important, like uh, it's pretty important, getting like workouts in prior to your start or your appearance or whatever, like getting your body ready and stuff like that. So just having a routine and sticking to it is usually a, a good a good choice to uh, to success.
1: Well, last one here from Maddie. Maddie Harsh here. All right, did you play for Coach Bullard at Shattuck? Yeah, I did. That's the so.
3: It's pretty famous here, Shattuck football. I mean, baseball was pretty irrelevant until I—I kind of got to high school, uh, and we had a really good group of guys. But uh, in football, uh, we in from 2001 to 2009, we, or 2003 to 2009, we didn't lose a single game until like the 2009 quarterfinals or semifinals, and we went 92 and 0. So. Oh yeah, I did. I did play. I did play for Coach Bullard. And I think I, I can't remember We have 13 championships, but 12 or 13 football championships. And I'm a part of three of them. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And he oh, is. Smokes. He was a great, great dude to work for.
0: That's a lot of dubs, my friend.
3: Yeah, yeah. We actually, we didn't lose a game my junior and senior year. And we, we lost one in the middle of the season, my sophomore. Year. So we were on like a 30 something game winning streak. And whenever I ended high
0: school. That's incredible, yeah. she rubs some of that magic off on the Sooners, <laughs> you I can yeah. go fifty-two and zero.
3: Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty cool.
0: Brendan, we really appreciate you joining us, man. So now here's the most important question of all: What is your favorite pizza topping?
3: <laughs> I would say uh, there's two: Canadian bacon and pineapple.
1: Ah! Oh, there it is, baby. Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Jace Minor, Jace, or Jace Minor was a, uh, a meat lovers pizza. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were proud of him. I was almost gonna kick him off the show because he was uh, just bad mouthing our Sooners as a Wichita State player. <laughs> he was. What was he saying? Oh, we were just just joking around. Yeah, he, he uh, said he
1: said he's his best favorite moment in his football oh, yes, career what it so was. far. Yeah,
0: was getting his getting a W against the Sooners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was his first ever win. So
0: really, well, I don't. I don't care.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> so, when I came in relief
3: against y'all this year, there's a video I have it. I I it was a bad pitch, but I did well. But uh, I threw a ball really low and outside, and I drilled a lady's popcorn in her beer in the front row seat because it hit the net and drilled the popcorn and knocked over her beer. Is I is an ill Yeah, at, at, at the at the ballpark.
0: I think this was on TV.
3: Yeah, no, I have a video. If you if you want to see
0: it, I mean that's a pretty infamous moment in our park. It,
3: yeah, yeah, that was a. I didn't see it out there, but I had buddies sending me the video and just cracking up, laughing.
0: Oh, that no, that's hilarious. If yeah. I got to tell you, if you've ever been to Eldale, you don't put your beer or your popcorn right there on the front row because it's gonna happen. I mean, the baseball will find you. It's it happens every year. Yeah. I I have season tickets on in section six on the second row. And so like, I'm right there. So if, if that happens on our section, me, my daughters and my wife are all going to get it if we're sitting inside. We're usually out on the berm as it is. But no, if, if that happens, uh, we're going to get hit by it. So I always tell people who sit in front of us, <clears throat> Danny, uh, <laughs> don't put your beer right up uh, right up front. Everybody's gonna get a shower.
3: It's bound to get hit. Yeah, it but is. It, it is. It's crazy. The ball just went right to the, the freaking popcorn, and it just drilled and spilled all over that lady. I hope. I, I hope she got another beer and popcorn because I kind of felt bad after I, I watched it.
0: <laughs> well, here's what I need you to do is I need you to send me the video because this is now going to become your cut when we uh, run the promo for this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What we need what we really need is to find who the lady was. We'll have a great social media moment for you, Brendan. It'll it'll go viral. Uh you're gonna get her a popcorn and a beer um <laughs> at the ballpark this year. It it's gonna be amazing. Hand it. Yeah, yeah that that'll be awesome.
0: Or what will make this better is when we find out that that was not a lady, it was actually a dude that got hit by the popcorn and beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that <really> <laughs> Well, Brandon, like I said, man, thanks for joining us. We're glad to have you as a Sooner, and welcome to the Sooner Nation, buddy.
3: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. Thank you. Yep. Thank you.
0: Man, having those guys on, just a, a great time. I mean so awesome getting to meet some of the guys who are about to be Sooners. I know they're, I mean, they pretty much already are Sooners, but getting to meet them, you know, before they've ever stepped on the field for us and coming from other schools that we've had, you know, I mean we've been probably hollered at these kids from the burns, and now they're, uh, you know, they're, they're playing for us. So really glad to have them. And it was really awesome to get to, to do this one more time this season.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. I think it's, uh, I think it's fun. I don't remember if we really had this opportunity with uh, the transfers last year. So
0: no, um, I at like all.
1: this a lot. I like kind of getting that uh, first takes from them on on what they're thinking, what they're feeling coming into the program. So it's it's really good.
0: Oh, I agree. And, you know, both those guys, really awesome interviews. Uh, you know, Gert, just a hilarious kid. I love talking to him about his his football. That was uh, quite entertaining to hear about his time in shedding. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I uh, hope we can get – we've got plenty of, plenty more guys that we're going to have on the show over the next uh, couple months. Uh, I know we're, I'll probably get Houston Russell to join us. Uh, definitely going to have to have Damon Miner back on. Uh, speaking of that, we do have the golf tournament coming up. Uh, the Oklahoma Family Reunion, it's uh, helped help, uh, raise uh, – you know, funding for Ryan Miner's medical bills. Cause he's, you know, he was diagnosed with cancer. And so we've all rallied around him to try to help with that. And the uh, podcast is actually sponsoring two holes of the tournament. Uh, and we are going to be having a, uh, a junket there. So me and Brandon will be on hand to hand out t-shirts or hand out uh swag. Uh, probably no, we're going to hand out some of our burn bum t-shirts, uh, but we were unable to, to procure, uh, t-shirts for the event, but we'll have plenty of koozies, plenty of stickers, plenty of uh, burn bum shirts to hand out to people. So it's, it's going to be fun and it's going to be awesome to raise money for a, a, you know, great sooner.
1: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Can't wait.
0: So I know we didn't cover everything, but uh, this is not our last episode for the year. Uh, We'll probably shoot for having two episodes in July. Uh, You know, next time we see it'll be past 4th of July. So everybody have a, you know, safe 4th, keep all your appendages. Do not become a statistic. It will, uh, we'll see you all uh, mid July and uh, Boomer Center.
1: Boomer Center.